You're listening to the official podcast of United Recovery Project, the number one luxury rehab center based in South Florida. If you or someone you know is drowning in the sea of addiction, don't worry. We've got your life vest right here. Episode 5, How to Repair Your Brain from Drug Addiction Through Dopamine Detoxing. Now, most of us within the recovery community understand that recovery doesn't end when we can stop using the drug we use to abuse. Recovery is a multi-layered process. It involves recovery for those in the life of the addict, as well as recovery for the addict themselves. But here's the thing. Usually, we fail to understand how intricate this process actually is. You see, when someone has been in active addiction for a long period of time, by the time the drug has been removed from their system, multiple of the brain's systems have been damaged. This damage, left unrepaired, can be a major impairment to normal life. It can lead to reduced motivation, unhappiness, feelings of reduced self-worth, and the inability to pursue a better life. This is something that isn't often talked about because it requires a certain level of knowledge about neuroscience to even be aware that this is happening. But as always, we got you covered because we at United Recovery Project don't just strive to promote the removal of drug abuse. We promote the healing of addiction, and that includes the healing of every ounce of damage that abuse may have caused. So following this episode, we aim to equip you with a few tools that can push your life in a more fulfilling, more inspiring, and more satisfying direction. So I keep talking about the brain damage that's caused by drug abuse, but I know I should get a little bit more specific. What I'm primarily referring to is the damage done to the reward systems of your brain. The reward systems of our brain were shaped through evolution to encourage and reinforce the behaviors that keep us alive. The reason we get urges to eat, to sleep, to have sex, is because our reward system is motivating us. It's motivating us to do the activities that'll sustain life. Now, a key neurochemical within this system is dopamine. Dopamine is referred to as the motivation chemical. (laughs) I know that sounds pretty epic, but rightfully so, it is. Without dopamine, we would literally die of starvation without a bowl of food 10 feet away from us. We could literally be sitting right next to food, but because we don't have the motivation to get up and walk towards the bowl, we'll, we'll literally fall on our asses and die because we just don't care. So dopamine is beneficial, right? Yes, when it's linked to activities that are actually beneficial and it isn't overly associated to them as a cause to excessive indulgence. If we're not using things too much, if we're not using activities or behaviors too often to a point that they're not beneficial to us, or if we're just using shitty behaviors to begin with, then okay, it's good. But we live in a modern world. And let's be real, everything in this world isn't designed for us. It's not designed to help us move forward. Most of the things in this world are designed to keep us addicted. Social media and the way that likes and reposts and all that kind of jazz is set up, is set up to keep us addicted. Medication, why do you think it is that it's so easy to go into a doctor's office and be medicated for a problem as opposed to them telling us the actual steps to remove it naturally because they want us to be addicted? What about 
foods, like the crappy things that we eat, the chips, the Doritos, the Oreos, you know, all of this kind of jazz. We don't realize that scientists played a role in developing a lot of these things because they want us to be addicted. Why is it that sugar is in things like marinara sauce and, and savory items? Is it that they always need extra sugar? No, it's because that extra sugar is gonna make you hungrier. It's gonna make you crave the foods that you're paying your money in order to consume. So that is causing addiction. So unfortunately, the large majority of us get a large quantity of our dopamine release from these crappy sources, or we cause ourselves to overdo it with using them too much. So what's the result of that? We spend way too much time on our social media, way too much time scrolling Netflix. We may watch porn and masturbate way too often, all deriving from the misuse of our reward systems and all coming at the cost of being far more efficient, productive, and fulfilled in our lives. This process can be referred to as the escape loop of pleasure seeking. You see, our central, our central nervous system, excuse me, it's got a main purpose. It, one of its primary jobs is to maximize pleasure and minimize pain. Now, that being the case, when we've developed poor habits and negative emotions come, the experience goes a little something like this. You ready? Check it out. So, you just get back from work. You've had a long ass day. Your boss was pissing you off. You've been stressed. You and your spouse haven't had sex in a couple days. You know, you're just not feeling it. The kids are annoying the hell out of you. Uh, your, your car may have been making funny noises, so you know you're going to have to take it to the mechanic and they're going to overcharge you and they're probably going to screw something else over because Lord knows many of us don't trust mechanics. <laughs> but that goes on. So you've got a whole shitty day. Essentially, you're starting in a negative state, whether it's boredom, anxiety, frustration, loneliness, hormones that are just making you feel like crap if you're female and it's that time of the month, you're, you're in a negative state. Now, that negative state is inducing cortisol release, which is the stress hormone. So you're feeling the stress. You're feeling the discomfort and the weight of that unhappiness and that annoyance. So in response to that stress, you engage in escape behaviors because you want to escape that discomfort. Like you start scrolling the social media, you start looking at the Netflix, you start emotional eating, you may start watching porn when everybody leaves the house. Instead of addressing the core issue of the negative state, where it actually came from, instead, you're looking for ways to avoid it. You're looking for ways to escape. So when we feel this bad, we're eager to adopt that pleasure first, pain later mentality which is congruent with most former addicts. You know, it's easy to want to let go and just focus on the pleasure and give the pain, give the future the pain to worry about. I don't need to worry about the pain right now because that's the same exact mentality we had when we were using, when we were using whether it be the opioids, whether it be the alcohol, whether it be what have you, that whole mentality was already ingrained. So it feels very easy to fall back into it. So we're in that mentality and it's congruent with what we've done before. So we get into it and we start acting in a way that's conducive to that. So we're repeatedly releasing our dopamine through these crappy habits we're using. When we're doing the social media, the binge eating, the blah, 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 y'all already know what I'm talking about. When we get into that, we start doing it repeatedly. 
because it's not like we have one stressful instance. I mean, life is full of stress for most of us. I mean, the research shows that the, the typical person spends 70% of their lives in a state of stress. So we're trying to escape the stress constantly and we constantly keep doing these habits. So what does the brain do? It begins associating those activities, those negative activities, to the satiation of our urges, and it's hardwiring them into our habits. There were this little process called neuroplasticity, but I'm, I'm not going to bore you guys with all that kind of nerdy stuff, but just we'll, we'll, we'll focus on that, that the hardwiring occurs. So at this point, whenever we feel negative emotions, the urge begins to arise as an immediate escape. The second we start feeling stressed, you may start feeling that 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 hunger, that that craving and saying to yourself, you know what, I need to stop by enter crappy food place here, enter, <laughs> enter fast food restaurant, what have you. You start going in, you start looking for ways to escape. And so with people who are already predisposed to addictive tendencies, this creates a very tight-knit cycle of behavior that leads to ton of wasted time and ton of wasted dopamine. Just think about it. If you're taking 30 minutes a day to go on Pornhub and look at, look at things to masturbate to, or if you're doing that and you're spending an extra two hours a day surfing Netflix when you get home because you're just so stressed and you don't want to deal with it, just two extra activities is two and a half hours a day that you're wasting, that you're not using towards your goals. But because your reward system has been hijacked, your brain is thinking that those things are actually benefiting you. They're not. They're just making you feel worse and they're making you waste time instead of moving forward. So how do we deal with this? How do we overcome this issue? Because when we've used things like social media, like you know, surfing the internet to waste time to help numb our pain, we're really jacked up in a sense. I mean, we just get accustomed to not focusing on what we need to and constantly pushing away the stress and the trauma. We gotta reprogram ourselves, but that's hard to do when we're doing the same shit every day that's leading to the same results. Well, this is the purpose of a dopamine detox. It is a powerful way to remedy this issue. So a way that you can think about what dopamine detox is, it's basically the replacement of low value dopamine inducing activities, the stuff we've already been talking about, like social media and porn binging. We replace them with more beneficial, fulfilling and progress inducing activities. In essence, a dopamine detox will help break the addictive connection we have to low value behaviors and redirect that energy towards the things that will move us forward. Here's the key that I really want you to hear. We're not removing the addiction as we strive to do while removing an addictive drug from our system. Instead, we're rallying the addictive behaviors of our brain to motivate ourselves towards health and wholeness. It is the ultimate brain hack. Do you hear what I'm saying? We're not removing the addiction. We're redirecting the addiction. We're taking the power and the strength and the momentum of our addictive tendencies and we're shooting them towards the shit that's going to make us happy and actually get us forward. The things that are going to benefit your family, whether you got a spouse, whether you got kids, whether you got goals, whether you want to build a business, you're taking the power of that addiction and you're slingshotting it forward. I don't know about you, but that hypes me the hell up because, I mean, I, I have some addictive tendencies. I'm not going to lie. I find myself 
easy if I'm if I'm not careful, I'm a lot better now, but if I'm not careful, I find myself scrolling that social media before I go to bed and I gotta stop myself. I have to constantly remind myself to rewire. But anyway, this isn't about me. So let's make it short and simple, okay? What are a couple steps we can use in order to effectively employ a dopamine detox in our lives? Is this going to take a long time? Is it going to be super stressful? Well, it is going to be a little bit more, it is going to be a little bit uncomfortable in the short term. But the thing is, in the long term, it's going to create a scenario in which our new, badass, successful behaviors feel as easy and as comfortable as the crappy behaviors we have now. So we're flipping the process on its head. Instead of what we used to do, which was short-term pleasure and long-term pain, we're doing some short-term discomfort and long-term pleasure. And that's the goal. So here are some steps you can use. Step one, and I want you to hear this out. In the same way that dollars are the American currency for making purchases, think of dopamine as the currency for motivating good behaviors. If you want to spend your dopamine on the motivation to meditate or to build a new business, you may want to stop spending it on two hours of Netflix or YouTube every day. That being said, I, the, the thing you need to do is identify the low value activities that you're constantly gravitating towards on a daily basis. What are the activities that are grabbing your attention? What are the activities that aren't benefiting you, but you still find yourself dedicating significant amounts of time to them? These are the things that are respectively taking your dopamine. Just like when we spend money recklessly, when you're doing bullshit that's not benefiting you, you're spending your dopamine recklessly. You want to save that dopamine for the things that you want to do. So don't spend it on the Netflix. Don't spend it on the on the porn. Store it. Next step, replace those crappy activities with new activities. But this is important. You want to replace them with activities that are similar to the speed and intensity of neurochemical release. Let me tell you what I mean by that, because I know that sounds epic, but it's very simple. For example, you don't want to replace eating sugary desserts or having sugary dessert binges with telling yourself, okay, I'm going to replace the donuts and start a new business. <laughs> it's not going to work because sugar causes a very swift and aggressive spike of feel-good chemicals. You know, as soon as that, 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 that sugar hits you, as soon as it, it rises your blood sugar, you're going to feel a very quick hit. But doing a business, I mean, that, let, let me put it this way. Like I said, sugar causes a, a swift and aggressive spike, whereas starting a business is typically not satiating for a long period of time before it provides positive reinforcement. So the habit of sugary binging needs to be replaced by something that is also similar in speed of response, like an intense exercise. When you engage in that intense that intense exercise, it's going to give you a pretty quick jolt. I mean, if you go on a sprint, if you go on a hundred meter sprint and then you stop afterwards, <laughs> nobody's got to convince you that you're feeling a difference. You're feeling it viscerally in your body. And that's what you want to do. So you want to find those activities. What are the things you're doing that are screwing you up, that are making you waste your time? And figure out, okay, are these giving me like a short-term burst of, of neurochemicals or long-term burst? And then figure out what activities that are good that you can use to replace those. And the last step I want to give you is 
instead of just focusing on dopamine, because the dopamine is a primary thing that's keeping you addicted to those shitty behaviors. Instead of just using dopamine, you want to use a holistic approach in order to help you to move forward. Because honestly, I mean, I know all of this sounds great and I'm throwing a whole bunch of science, but I got to be honest. You know, it's not going to be a walk in the park to replace sugar and porn and jacking off and sex and, and all of these, these really feel good things. It's not going to be easy to replace that with exercise and meditation and all this kind of cute stuff. So you, you, we really got to, got to armor ourselves. We really, got to equip ourselves if we're going to do this successfully. So instead of just focusing on activating dopamine, we want to use a holistic approach. And when I say that, I mean that we want to use all four of the feel-good chemicals because dopamine is actually just one of them. There's three others, and this is a huge thing. The second one is oxytocin. This is considered the love chemical. It creates feelings of love and attachment and trust and intimacy. All of these are huge feelings and we can rally oxytocin just like we do the dopamine. One way that we can do that in a way that's not conducive to just having sex or masturbating is by optimizing and building healthy relationships in our lives. Who are the closest people to you? Who do you interact with on a daily basis? When you're picking up the phone and you click that speed dial, who's picking up? Make sure that those, those relationships are optimal for you, that they not only feel good, but they're progressive, that they help you to move in a positive direction. And if they are good, but they can be better, Build those relationships, optimize them so that you can get an oxytocin release consistently from your healthy relationships as opposed to needing crappy behaviors to put a band-aid on a wound. The next one is serotonin. Serotonin is considered the status chemical. It's what we feel when we feel like we've achieved something, when we feel like we're of a higher stature or we've moved to another level of life. Let's say you get a job that pays more money and they just gave you the job or you're stepping on stage to accept an award or maybe you just uh, tied the knot and got married to your high school sweetheart. And so now that you're married, you can get cuts off your taxes and all this type of beautiful things, what have you. You're feeling like you're, you're, you, you have a higher stature. So that's one of the things that serotonin does. One way that we can rally serotonin in a positive way is become very clear on the goals you have. What are the things you want to achieve and why? Where do you want to go in life? So many people miss out on healthy ways to release serotonin because of the fact that they don't know who they are and they don't know where they want to go. But when you do and you're clear on your goals, you can identify the activities that will support them. You can know where you want to go because you know who you are and what you want to do. So from there, you make sure to create daily habits that appeal specifically towards those goals. So I'm going to throw out something really easy. If you have a goal of, of let's say, doing a competition, I do bodybuilding competitions. So let's say you, you said, okay, I want to have a great physique to the point that I can win bodybuilding competitions. Well, okay, what do you need to do on a daily basis to facilitate that? I need to make sure I'm in the gym. I need to make sure I'm eating right. I need to make sure that my sleep is optimal and that I'm taking the necessary supplements like probiotics, stuff like that. 
that's something that you can do and you can use those activities to replace some of the crappier ones. And then lastly, because these two will tie in perfectly, is endorphins. Endorphins are considered like the natural painkillers of the body. You know, endorphins are released when we are exercising, when we are having sex, when we're eating better, you know, when we're eating things like spicy foods and dark chocolate, they actually release uh, endorphins. Uh, meditation. Meditation is a huge one. I highly recommend taking the time to start meditating for 20 minutes a day. I promise you, if you can stick to that for three weeks, it will change your life. You can use um, guided meditations. You can use meditations with music. You don't even have to close your eyes when you meditate, but just do meditation for 20 minutes a day. It'll release endorphins. Oh, and by the way, it releases other things like serotonin too. It'll change your life. So release the endorphins with the exercise, with the meditation, with the eating better. You got what I'm saying. And oh, one more, create a system of accountability for yourself. If you have other friends that maybe they're into life improvement and progression too, maybe you want to get them in on this. Or maybe you even want to make a post on social media that you're doing these things because they have an effect. You know, um, there's this scientific concept that pretty much says that when people announce or they verbalize things to the populace, they're more likely to to stay online with those behaviors because they're saying to themselves subconsciously, I really care how other people view me. So I want to make sure that I stick to the things that I say outwardly. So that's a good way to create a system of accountability and just reward yourself. When you're doing these new habits, when you're moving forward and you're, uh, when you're rallying your motivation and your discipline to get things done, Reward yourself, you know, not obvious, obviously not in, in, in ways that are going to be bad for you. But if you say, all right, if I stick to all my behaviors throughout the week, you know, the new things I want to do, I'm going to go ahead and treat myself. I'm going to take myself out to dinner and have a nice steak or, oh, I'm going to go see a movie. Or I'm going to do something I don't usually do to tell myself, good job, good job, brain. And that is a very powerful way to change your life and repair your brain through dopamine detoxing. You have just listened to the official podcast of United Recovery Project, the number one luxury rehab facility based in South Florida. If you or someone you know is looking for treatment or the ideal facility to enter rehab, we would love to be of assistance. You can call us at 866-680-8063. That's 866-680-8063. You can also find us on Facebook, United Recovery Project, or you can find us on Instagram at United underscore recovery. So check us out and like, share, and spread the word, guys, because we really appreciate when you help us to spread the messages of healing and recovery through this podcast. We love you and see you soon. United Recovery Project, out.